What's the cost of love? Hello and welcome to our podcast over here at Wayne Fleet BIC, Some Assembly Required. Um, we are glad you've tuned in today as we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams and I'm your host for today. Um, we're so glad you've joined us and I'm joined by Pastor Renee Kivit. Welcome, Pastor Renee. Thank you. Happy uh, to be here. Yeah. <laughs> So we are working our way through a short series on love, mm-hmm. uh, redefining love from a, would you say from a biblical perspective? Is that a good way to yeah, summarize absolutely. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Pastor Pat was mentioning <clears throat> that love has sort of lost, or the, the term love has kind of been dulled over time. Well, and, we love pizza. And yeah. We love chicken wings. And is that the same as loving someone else or understanding God's love? I don't think so. Not quite. <laughs> no. I would agree with you on that. It's just a little overused, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, and you have brought us a second message in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We're moving more from, um, you know, God's love that Pastor Pat talked about last week to what does it mean for us because of God's love? What does it mean for us to love other people? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, you know what, loving one another is like, yeah. Like, we know we're supposed to do that. It's not yeah. even, it's like, it's like, why do we even need a message about loving each other? Like, we know we're supposed to. Yeah. And we probably say that we do, and we probably sing songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In fact, the world around us would say, yeah, we're supposed to love each other. Like, they wouldn't, this verse wouldn't, they wouldn't disagree with something, a message like this. Uh, but I think what challenged me the most, and it was obviously the Lord's idea, because it wasn't my, <laughs> I couldn't come up with myself, is just how we practically don't do it Mm. um it's almost so easy it's like the word love it's it's almost overused like love one another yeah of course like yep and 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 maybe we take it for granted or or we don't we're not practicing it or we're we're not sitting and thinking about it enough Mm -hmm. um so i don't know maybe it's it's one of those things but i started thinking about so greg boyd Mm -hmm. um Anne had actually brought up this definition um, that he had uh, presented, which really was, it opened my eyes to think about loving one another differently. Mm -hmm. And so he says that love is ascribing worth to someone else Mm -hmm. at a cost to yourself. So love actually costs you something. Hmm, That's interesting. So love is ascribing worth to someone else and it will cost you something. And the ultimate example of that is, Jesus ascribes worth to us as humanity and yes. it cost him his life. Yeah. So he ascribed worth to us at a cost to himself. And then the opposite of that is judgment, which is ascribing worth to yourself at a cost to someone else. So when uh-huh. I judge you, yes. And I um whether I'm doing it just in my own heart or whether I'm mm-hmm. saying it out loud to someone, well, Julie did blah blah blah. Yeah. I'm judging you and it's actually ascribing worth to me it's I'm building myself up as I push you down yes right and so Mm -hmm. that's the opposite of love right is ascribing worth taking the worth for myself as I put you know as I as I put you down or whatever so yeah that really that really impacted me with these verses verses 11 and and 12 maybe I'll just read them but yes sure um it says dear friends since since God loved us we ought to love one another. Not we, you should, which would be different if it was should, mm-hmm. right? Like that's a good idea. But ought is a duty. It's a calling. 
Okay. Right? We ought yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, since God loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete or his love is matured in us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we don't actually see God. No. Right? But people can see God in us as we love one another. Yeah. So that's a pretty powerful statement that we are the, and, and we know this, we're walking around showing people who God is yeah. how, because of how we love one another. Yes. And so I started thinking about, you know, this definition from Greg Boyd and then also how, how these verses go together and, and how we often, and I'm saying we because I'm part of it. Yes. I'm not saying I'm not doing this because I would love to say I'm perfect, but I'm just not. It sounds so easy, but in practice, it's, right. it's not as easy as it sounds, I think. Right. And I, and, I, and I don't think we think that we're being unloving in some of these examples. I don't think we're, we're sitting there thinking, oh, well, this is an unloving statement. We yes. say things, we blurt it out, and then maybe afterwards we're like, fine. Maybe we don't feel remorse, and yeah. we ought to. I mean, ought. Oh, look at oh, that. It's all over go. the place. Um, <laughs> One of the one of the areas I notice I have noticed it a lot is in generations, mm-hmm. and you and I are uh, Gen Y. Yes. Yeah. So uh, you know we have generations above us. We've got baby boomers. We've got even above them are the silent generation. I had to go look these words. I up. was I just going to say, oh, I don't know them in order. Yeah. And then below our generation is millennials. Yep. And then below that generation is our Gen Z. Yes. Gen Z. And so we often ascribe worth to generations when we talk about them. Yes. Oh, the millennials, they're lazy. Yeah. Like they don't want to, they don't want to work as hard as we do. What did we just do? We just ascribed worth to them, mm-hmm. to ourselves by saying they're not as good as us. Yeah. Like they don't work as hard as us. They're lazy. They're this, they're that. Yeah. They don't want to do what we do. We just said we were better and they were not. Mm-hmm. And so we, we judge, which is a super unloving thing to do. Or we would, we say to the... You know, each generation does this above and below. Yes. Right? Because I've had Gen <laughs> Zs, Zs, Gen Zs say to Canada me, Canada Z. Yeah. We're going to fix all the problems that you guys have. Like, you guys did this yes. wrong and this wrong and this wrong. And I think, okay. <laughs> Mostly, <laughs> I just want to fight about that. I'm like, yeah, okay, because you guys are perfect. Right? Yeah. But in, in that kind of conversation, we completely unlove people. And it's like we haven't even... Like this convicted me to my core, especially with maybe the generations above me, so baby yeah. boomers and silent generation, who I would say, who I have been caught saying, yeah, oh, they're so old school, they're so traditional, like yeah. they don't want to change, they I don't want to do anything. Welcome right. to the, welcome to 2022. Right, like, yeah. like get with the program, you know. Yep. And in those kinds of ways we speak about people, and we're not usually speaking about individuals. We're usually blanket statementing, is that a word? Categories sure. and groups. Yeah, we're painting them all with the same brush. Yes, yeah. that was a much better expression. <laughs> and so when we do that, to actually realize how unloving that is mm. and how judgmental it is to ascribe worth to yourself. You know, I, you know, when kids would come home from school and someone's sad because someone said something mean, you know, I said, well, you know, is that true about you? No, you know, yep. okay. So we have to let those things, you know, but they do impact us. I, I yes. know they do. What happens is when I'm willing to say that about the generation below me or, oh, you're going to work with the young adults or anything. Well, young adults are blah, blah, blah. They don't want to command. They don't want to do it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Because that actually changes how I think about that group of people. Mm-hmm. And that usually sits me in a place of judgment 
and I hierarch myself. Well, I'm not like that. Mm-hmm. We're not like that. Like our, our generation worked hard. Yeah. And we worked for what we got. We did it better. We deserve this because yeah. we blah, blah, blah. And, you know, these old people or these younger people, right? And we, and so I was just so convicted about the fact that we ought to love one another. And yeah, I've heard that a thousand times and we sing the songs, Jesus loves us. Yeah, we love other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this to me has to be more practical mm-hmm. than just go out and love one another. Yeah. Because I think we're good at doing things that are loving for other people. Yes. Oh, we have great outreach and ministry. Yeah. Mom care here. Yeah, coming up soon. Coming exactly. Up soon. Serve weekend where right. we're doing all kinds of things for all right. kinds of people. Right. Um, so that yeah. is the task. But actually, what do our words say about how we love people? And what are our mm. thoughts? And what are we allowing to, you know, and you get into a group of people and someone makes one comment and then we all jump on board. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this is happening. And then I find that in genders often too. Yeah, we have a bit of a herd mentality. I think that yeah. we want to, because we are made for community with each mm-hmm. other, mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like we want to, I remember falling into that um, with a friend that was having, yeah. you know, a tough time and she would complain about her husband yeah. and I... I wanted to be part of it because I yeah. wanted to identify with her. So I would be like, yeah, yeah, his sock missed the hamper the other day. Man, was I ever ticked. And I'm like, but was, and I always remember thinking after being like, man, I just spent yeah. time complaining about my husband about nothing in order mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. bond or fit in with this friend. Right. And that wasn't right. No, no. It, <laughs> And you're, but it's not like the fact that you know, no, it's not right. Yeah. Is, is Jesus and the Holy Spirit yes. saying, okay, Julie, like let's come back. And I've yeah. had to, the Holy Spirit has done that to me. Like I literally this morning sent a text message. I said, I got in involved with something with one of my daughters. Actually, I sent her a text message that I said, I said, I'm sorry. I, I, I said some things this morning that put you in the middle of something that, that was, you know, that was a very unloving thing to do to you and also to the person I was talking about. Yeah. You know, and uh, oh, it's hard to it admit is hard. That. It oh my word, yeah, I don't love doing that. <laughs> but if, like in verse twelve, as God lives in us, His love is, you know, the, the word says made complete in us. But the the commentaries and the reading says it, it, it's matured in us, mm-hmm. which means as we are Christ followers through a lifetime, yes, we should continuously be more mature. Yeah, of course, we should be. I feel like my grandmothers, like I never heard them talk bad about other people. Almost never. My grandma mm-hmm. Snyder, good gravy. I felt like she was a saint, Yeah. you know? Um, and I think that was God's love being matured and perfected in her over time. Yeah. So are we going to be perfect all the time? No, that's not an excuse just because, well, my God's love hasn't been matured. So yeah. sorry. Okay. That's not that either. <laughs> well, that sounds good though. <laughs> it's not an excuse. Yeah. But we... We, when we make these statements, these unloving statements, it, 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 we stop ourselves from loving other people. The people we're making those statements to hear us. It stops them from loving other people. And then the people we're bashing, really. Yeah. You know, like, so you gave the example. And I, the other, you know, I had a number of groups in here. Like, but genders is the same. Like, oh, all women are, pff, all men are blank. Yeah. And when we do that, we are making really unloving judgmental statements and those statements come out of I'm not doing what that means is women are too emotional okay let's take that one that means whoever is saying that so whatever if a guy is saying that they're saying we're not and it's better and they are and that's the down right 
or or men are are they're unnurturing they don't even care you know or uncaring whatever what we're saying we do that better and you don't right and so how that what that does in our mind to create a barrier to love is really actually huge yeah it really is. And, and we do it with culture, other cultures. Yes. Oh, those people. And we say those and they, because we're not naming people. It's usually a group, right? Yes. Because I think if it was an individual, it would be harder because we humanize individuals, but groups, you can almost unhumanize. Is that a word? Unhumanize? Dehumanize. Dehumanize. Yep. Thank you. I need the grammar police here with me. <laughs> Right. And so, or like the, oh, people from that culture, they're always late yes. or they're lazy. They don't work hard like we do. Or, oh, those people are so loud. Like, why are they always, they, why are they always so? Yep. And it's actually really unloving and practically like, man, I have felt a good amount of Holy Spirit conviction. <laughs> I'm going to say so much guilt, but that's not true. It's Holy Spirit conviction Yeah. saying to me, Renee, you have some areas that my love needs to be more matured in you. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> and I, I don't I don't love it, but I want it. Yes, of course. Yeah. So that means we have to do the work for it. We do it with political and the climate we've had the last couple of years, the unloving things we yes. have said, and I am saying it from being guilty, hand yep. up guilty. Mm-hmm. Oh, those people, they must be liberal. Oh, they must be conservative. That must be the PPP. And we roll our up. PPC, excuse me. And we roll our eyes and, well, they, of course, they act like that. They're this. Yes. And how unloving that is. I feel a little sick to my stomach because I I feel it and I have been guilty of that. Yeah. Talking about other people as if I fully understand everything about them and know where they're coming from. And even... And it's okay to disagree. I'm not saying yeah, of, loving oh, one yeah. another means you and I have to be in perfect agreement on every issue. We're not. No. No one will be. I, I think that's about impossible. I don't know a husband and wife who agree on everything. No. And who have thriving, loving marriages. So that's not the case. No. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm saying when when Jesus calls us to love, he, he means it. <laughs> and we have to work at it. Yeah. And he doesn't, you know, tell us to go love and leave us on our own. I say this a lot, but Jesus doesn't ask us to do things in isolation from him. No. <laughs> Off you go. Go right. do it on go your do own. Go do your best. Yeah. Like, no. He's with us, convicting us when we're not. Yep. And coming alongside of us and saying, okay, Renee, you mm-hmm. need to do better than that. You need to do better next time. You, you need to apologize. Yeah. And you need to whatever. But we are called to love like Jesus loves. So even, so I had read from first John chapter four, literally one chapter before almost says the exact same thing in verse 13, first John three 16. Mm-hmm. Don't be confused. Not John three 16, <laughs> but first John says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. Mm-hmm. That means that loving one another is going to cost us something. It's going to cost us something. It may cost us friends who don't like it that we've stopped jumping on their pile of yeah. angry manure. Comments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> you know, it may cost us a job because we're not willing to, you know, with the group of people that are talking this way, acting this way, being this way, and we're not willing to be like that. We're trying to say, no, we're going to be different. We're actually going to love people yeah. and we're not going to talk like that. That may cost you a job. It might cost you a promotion. How do you... <sighs> So I hear that, but that just brings to mind like the idea of, you know, 
not living in isolation, but how mm-hmm. do you go and then be a light in the world if you're never or avoiding spending time with? Right. Yeah, I don't. Where's the ba- that is? I don't I find mean, that difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear, I hear that was a good. That's a good question. I don't mean don't spend time with them. I just mean you may not be accepted in the same way, and it might cost you spending time with them outside of work, or it might cost you a friend who is like. I can't believe you don't think like me anymore and don't talk like me and don't act like me. Yeah. And the cost of love, like love will cost us something. It will. It just straight up will, which is hard. It's not, you know, when we make a decision to follow Jesus, we are making a decision that costs. Yeah. You know? Uh, We may not have to lay down our life. There are martyrs in the world who literally lay down their life to love other people and the loving they're doing is trying to share the gospel Mm -hmm. you and i will probably never be killed because we've loved someone enough to share the gospel i'm quite certain (laughs) but but we may lose friends Mm -hmm. because we have chosen and i'm not saying don't spend time with those friends but i'm saying they may not want to spend time with us if we are having god's love matured in us and it's it's asking us to be different yeah God's love maturing in us asks us to look different and talk different and act different. And I don't mean move out to a commune and never be with other people because we are to be in the world, but not of it. So we have to be different. We have to look different. We can't talk like everyone all the time. There has to be something that is markedly different. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes it's easier to be unloving online because you don't have to say it out loud. Oh yeah. Keyboard warrior. That is (laughs) right. So there's all sorts of ways it might cost you something you enjoy, like reading something or writing. I don't, I don't know what it might. Mm-hmm. Media that you enjoy consuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it might cost you a level of generosity, yeah. you know, and that like generous generosity of time, of resources, of energy. Um, sometimes loving someone who is in a hard way means we're going to make four suppers a week for two families. Yeah. That's going to cost you time and energy and finances probably. That's what I'm saying. Love is like that. Um, yeah, it, it, it's not easy, but it is a call that Jesus asks us to come to him with. So right? how do we do it then? Mm. I think we have to intentionally, we have to actually ask Jesus to help us do it. And we have to want to. Mm-hmm. And we have to allow the Holy Spirit to convict us and say, Renee, you should not have said that. Yeah. And then we have to go and apologize. Or if we're in a group, especially if we're in a group of other Christians. Mm-hmm. And that is where I have the hardest time. Oh. We're in a group of other Christians to say, I actually don't think we should talk like this. <laughs> that is extremely <laughs> difficult. Yeah. It, that is difficult to do mm-hmm. without sounding um, holier than thou. Yeah. Yeah. But if you feel convicted about something, like that's not, like this conversation is not okay. Mm-hmm. Saying something or leaving the conversation, both things make a statement. Yeah. And we cannot downplay the fact that the Holy Spirit works through us sometimes, not in a holier than thou way. Because I think people will recognize that holier than yes. thou right away. The, the humility of saying, you know, I'm not going to be like that. Like, I just, I'm, my grandma keeps popping back into my head. Like, 
Like, she did not ever say, Renee, we shouldn't talk like that. But I knew we shouldn't when we were with her because there was something about her that was, her faith was so mature mm -hmm. and she loved so purely and she led by example, right? So, uh, right? Like, so it didn't occur to me to bash someone in front of her because she wouldn't have, because I knew she wouldn't have partaken of that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. But I think it is, you know, we're all working, we are all um, moving from a personal relationship with Jesus that begins in immaturity or begins young, yeah. right? Like a young seedling or whatever you want to, however you want to call that metaphorically. We are in a process of sanctification. That means we are through our lifetime. There's not a moment of it, but through our lifetime, we are looking more and more like Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so looking more and more like him means his love will be perfected more and more in us. Um, someone once said, and I can't think of who it was, but someone spoke here once when he was a guest speaker. And he said, if we are not growing older in faith and becoming sweeter and kinder and more compassionate, is God's love being matured and perfected in us? Mm. Right? And so I just think it's part of the journey to look more like Jesus. Um, and I think it's a, like a, I tend to be from a generation of pull up your bootstraps and try harder. So I don't yeah. mean it like this. So I'm trying to think of how to say it, but we can't stay the same as Christ followers. I, I cannot be the same, the person I was three years ago. That means I'm not growing and I'm not looking more yeah. like him. Right. So that we are on this journey. We should be in movement. Yeah. Sometimes I'm five steps back. Okay, <laughs> fine. Like that's the humanity. Yes. And, and the beautiful part of Jesus' love that he has ascribed my worth is that he doesn't say, oh, five steps, you're out. Yep. <laughs> that was one too many. That's like the cutoff time of like... You Shoot, it was four and you didn't make it, right? Yeah. It's okay. Jesus lovingly says, okay, come on. Yep. You know? And so I think it's on purpose decisions. It's, I want to be, I want to be, I want to look more like you, Jesus. I want to sound more like you. Help me to love people. You know, every, we all have sandpaper people, like people that yep. are, you know. Rub us the wrong way. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, praying extra hard in those areas. Um, but, you know, if we ask God to help us to be more attuned to an area, he will. He will help. He will. You will find moments where he's like, oh, oh, you said you wanted to. Okay, that's right, Lord. Okay, help me. Yes. You know. Just like when you pray for patience, you don't get oh, mercy. patience. <laughs> you get opportunities to be patient. <laughs> I never prayed for that. Yeah. No. yeah. So Lord, help me to be more loving. Yeah. And you will get opportunities to, mm -hmm. to mature your faith and I, grow it. I thought it was interesting too that you um, talked about our thought patterns as well. Mm. And that it's not just what maybe you and I say, oh, those mm -hmm. such and such mm -hmm. or whatever, mm -hmm. but it's how we think about people yeah. too. And I think that's hard because it happens kind of in secret. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually oh yeah. No, no. Right. Yes, it does. Well, we talked about that in our mental health series, right? Yes. So our thoughts inform our words and our words inform our behavior. Yes. And so if we allow thoughts, you know, I uh, cannot, I'm not a fast passage person, but there's a, the verse that says, take every thought captive. Mm -hmm. Philippians, right? I think, yeah. oh man, that's Look, okay way to go. I'm not good at recall like Somewhere that. Somewhere in the Bible, start at the beginning <laughs> and you'll find you it before you get to the end. <laughs> Take those thoughts captive because <clears throat> as we think more of those things, they will come out of our mouths. Yeah. They will come out of our mouths. And as they come out of our mouth, we act different. We treat, you know, we treat people different. We, we're not as generous or we're not as loving or we're not as caring or not as compassionate because in the back of our heads, we've allowed thoughts to sit there that say, 
well, that group of people or that person, they're not as worth it. They're not trying hard enough. They don't yeah. deserve my generosity. Mm. From my from my very hotly, <laughs> you know, a position of whatever. You know, yeah. I see, you know. And so those things, it, that has a lot to do with our mental health, but it also has a lot to do with how we process thinking about and loving other people. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I man, love one another. It seems so short and easy. <laughs> I know. Three words, but... I think it really is hard in practice. And, you know, we sing a song, um, they will know we are Christians by our love. Yes. So we, we say lots of words like that. Um, but if they will know us by our love, will they know God? Mm. Do people look at me and say, God lives in her? Or yeah. do they say, I know she goes to church on Sunday, but... But so what? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Interesting. Wow. Well, thank you. That, uh... Ooh, that felt like a... <laughs> a workout? That, it did feel like a workout, like a mental, emotional workout. But yeah. I think it's one that's, uh, yeah, it's very timely and, um, yeah. yeah, I think very convicting. And that's it great. Yeah. In a good way, right? In a good like, way, yes. The, the world will see God as our, his love is matured and perfected in us. Mm-hmm. So it's a high call. Yeah. It's a high call. It is. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Renee, um, for that great message and the great conversation. Um, If you'd like to get in touch with Pastor Renee, if you have any questions or you want to explore any of this any further, you can reach her at Renee at WayneFleetBIC.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with me with any feedback or podcast suggestions, love to hear from you as well. And my email address is Julie at WayneFleetBIC.com. So thank you for tuning in today, and we look forward to connecting with you again next week. Have a great week. Bye-bye.